Hey everybody, Mark Brown here from Hambone Relay. Thanks for listening to Dude Check This Out, a music podcast. Before I turn things over to Rob, I've got a few quick announcements. We're very, very excited to announce that on May 3rd of this year, we'll be releasing our third studio album entitled Say Hi to Earl. Not only will this be released on CD and digital download, but we're also having a limited number of vinyl pressed. That's right, we're doing records. You can go to our website, handboneandrelay.com, to pre-order your copy now. And guess what? All pre-orders will get a free hard copy of our live album, Like a Rocket, Volume 1. This weekend, we're hitting the road. Friday, February 15th, we'll be at Cary Street Cafe in Richmond, Virginia. And Saturday the 16th, we'll be in Roanoke, Virginia at Martin's Downtown. Both shows will be sharing a stage with our buds from Baltimore squaring the circle. So if you're down in Virginia this weekend, come out and get funky with us. Then next weekend, we're back in Pennsylvania. Friday, February 22nd, we're at Funk Brewing Company in Elizabethtown, PA. Then on Saturday the 23rd, we'll be jamming all night at Dawson Street Pub for our friends Russ and Matt's birthday party. You won't want to miss that one. It's going to be crazy. Like, seriously, crazy. For more info, video, music, and tour dates, check us out at www.hambonerelay.com. Now, take it away, Rob. Welcome to Dude, Check This Out, a podcast where we talk about music from the past and the present with artists of the future. My name is Rob, and on the uh, the computer over there is Mr. Mark Brown, and we are from the band Hambone Relay from Philadelphia. A quick footnote about this podcast is we like to talk about a lot of music, but there's no way we can talk about every single genre. There's too many, and in fact, today I listen to at least five or six genres, if we want to call them that, and there's no way I would be able to have enough time to talk about all of them. So we're going to dive into a couple things, especially with our guests, who we have a different co-host every different show. And today we have Solar Circuit. Well, two parts of Solar Circuit. We got Nick and Becca. How are you guys doing today? Howdy. Hello. How's it going? Yeah, they came in from the Yunk. The, the Yunk. Yep, the Manny Yunk. They were just telling Manny. me they came from uh, right out... What, where is it? Um, west of the city? Did yeah, you say? it's like right where Roxborough starts. So like right on Leverington, like Green Ave area. So it's like the farthest point west of the Yunk. Do you like that area by Roxborough? Is it or is it? Eh. It's it, definitely. It could a be place. better, but it's could what be could way be better? worse. <laughs> what could <laughs> be better? We go into detail area. on this podcast. The We're not going to go so. stop there. <laughs> uh, it's just a busy street. Yeah, not fun to live on a busy street. So. We're in East Falls, which is like between Maniunk and the city. It's like more. It's closer to Philly or like the center of Philly, and it's just. It, it compared to there, it's it's very similar, but it's like a little bit more crowded and busy. Yeah. So and you guys live together? Yeah, mm-hmm. in the same house, right on band house. No, no. no. <laughs> Taylor lives close by, and Taylor's Rob actually there. the drummer. Rob lives in Lansdale, so he's a a little oh. bit of a, a hike. Is it hard to work with him? Him being that far away? Or? No, he's no, really. he's super flexible, yeah. and it's actually not it's not too bad. It's like thirty five on a good day, so it's yeah. not the worst. It would have been better if you just fired him on the show. Right? Just <laughs> Actually, yes. Like, hey, Rob, listen, dude. That reminds me. <laughs> that reminds me. You're done. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's it. So. We're firing you because of Lansdale. We'll keep that in mind for if we need to fire anyone. To hey, do we, it need, we need on a podcast. Yeah. We need radio. So, <laughs> band fires <laughs> we drummer. We need 
<laughs> on podcast. It's okay for Hambone Relay. Uh, every drummer has been fired after this one venue, really? except for me so far. So every time we get back to that Have venue, you been I, there? yeah, oh. we've we've played there a few times. Did you feel weird? You're swindling. The first time I because the first time I did because I was nervous. I was like, wait, this is the gig I get fired. This and is the place. You, you're thinking about it, this is where the, all the drummers go I'm to so die. I'm so glad you oh, made man. it. How past. many drummers have you gone through? Six. Oh, Nick, that was a personal question. This hey, podcast man. is about us. No, no, it's <laughs> off limits. <laughs> it's okay. We'll get to your old drummers. We're getting really good at firing drummers in this point. So. <laughs> it's okay. After whatever comes out in the future, <laughs> I might funny. be gone. You know, Rob's been going strong. We've got Rob's yeah. been the drummer so from far. the get-go. And now, so far. <laughs> so far. Now we're doing this podcast thing. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about you guys. That's why we're here. You guys had a very busy 2018. Yes. How many shows did you play? Um, I think it was about 35, sh- 30 shows, and it was across, I think, nine or ten different states within the Northeast. Were you going mostly East Coast? Yeah. Yeah, yeah East Coast. We, we're kind of like weekend warriors right now because we've got the nine to five thing that still needs to, you know, make us money to eat food. So, mm-hmm. like, that is still there. So, we're, we kind of do, like, long weekend runs, like a Thursday to a Sunday type of, like, a long tour. But so that's centralized to the northeast for now are you having are you finding a lot of work on thursday nights specifically um you being, know being an out-of-town band coming into a different city i know it's difficult from our perspective we were just right. curious yeah no definitely and sundays are even worse i mean in, at least what from what i've found sundays like i'll only extend it to a sunday if, if it's somewhere that like actually really has some yeah. a built-in you know type mm-hmm. of structure going on thursdays yeah i mean we they actually, work. Yeah, they, it's spotty because we were up, um, like Connecticut and you know, some other places. Like it, places that are just like really big music communities. I feel like you can find yeah, a Thursday's good no spot. Problem. Like where out of out of your like connect. So Connecticut, we love New Haven has like a really great music scene. PST is a great spot, mm-hmm. um, and we were at Stella Blues too. And they we played there. Yeah, so it's yeah, like a it's fun, fun. It's a fun town that like they definitely love their music. Westchester loves their music. They've got a great built-in crowd, especially being Sprout in the college town. Yeah. yeah, Sprout Westchester. I grew up in like Coatesville, which is about twenty minutes west of Westchester. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like a lot of my friends are kind of still based in that little area. So when we were very, like when we were first starting to play out live, um, Westchester was kind of like the first spot that we were like, Hey, they have a good music scene. We should tack that on to our list. You know, not just Philly, let's branch out to (laughs) 30 miles down the road. The big hike down the road. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, But that's the thing. It's nobody from Philly will go to Westchester. Right. You got to pretty much count on the Westchester. It is a different market. It is. Absolutely. is. took the words right out of my mouth. But did you get, uh, Classical training as a child there in Coatesville, or so I play. I took lessons like when I was like four to like eleven or twelve, maybe, and then at that point, um, and it was classical based. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, I was like super in a rush to grow up, and I was like, I want to play every instrument now. So I like asked for a guitar, I saved up my money and I got a guitar, and then I saved my money and I got a drum set, I oh. saved up my money, I got a bass, like over, you know, many years. Sure, parents this love is, that. Yeah, they loved the drum set. Um, <laughs> I'm so, sure they can call my parents they can have a yeah. conversation about it. Yep. Yeah. Yes. So you play, you learned to play every instrument. Did you learn every instrument from like a teacher or were you kind of doing, piano, uh, doing it yourself? Yeah, piano was the only one that I had lessons. Um, I had a couple like vocal lessons when I was like in middle school, I think. 
Um, but that wasn't very long. But yeah, everything else, I just it's just me being restless, me. And I wanted to just try everything. <laughs> okay. Did it so. come from uh, a place of you wanted to be able to play to play any instrument? Or did it come from uh, you were like, you got bored easy? You know, that's a great <laughs> question. I don't know. I, I think that I just, I've always... I've always really loved music mm. and I just always like I, I have a very eclectic taste of just you know music that I am influenced by but I don't know I think probably both honestly because I, I love music and I wanted to just keep diving into it and like expanding and I also am a very I can go through peaks I've heard from people where I'm just restless. So I just like, I really like to just start new things and try new things out. Oh, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Uh, I definitely go in and out of that personally with, uh, I also am a singer-songwriter, so like I go into Hambone Relay and like we're touring, we're doing the whole thing and then I'll take a quick, I'll go and record some of my, my songs with the band and you kind of yeah. flip-flop. Uh, did you find the same thing for you, Nick, as well when you were a kid? No, so actually I was pretty much all self-taught like really 100% up until about uh, about a year ago then I just started taking like some one-off lessons um, just to sort of hone in certain things that I thought I was weaker at but mm. beyond that it was like guitar from day one and that was kind did, of did you, figuring you know out my bedroom is well you figured out in the bedroom <laughs> yeah. did did anybody else in your family play so my dad played casually um, and actually he's the one that got me into it so Way, way back when they'd be playing like CCR in the basement and some, you know, some clapped and things like that. So that got me really into it. He showed me, you know, like a G chord and all that kind of stuff. So what about way back chord, when oh, he couldn't, do the F. <laughs> he couldn't play the F chord. That's an F chord. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then, you know, progressed and progressed and progressed and more and more fun. So then I, I met this crew Hey, CCR college. is fun. Hold on. Don't hey, be rushing. Hey, nothing Let's against CCR. Nothing against CCR. Well, hold on. So you know what I find, though, is that when uh, when anybody that plays guitar first usually has guitar in the family or they're surrounded by guitar players. I, like, I call it like mm. a campfire mentality. If one of them plays, yeah. everyone's got to play. You're probably not wrong. No, I mean, like, yeah. yeah. Just think about all the guitar players that are like your friends. Like, either their dad plays or their uncle plays or like, yeah. their yeah. brother. Or, uh, you know, somebody else somewhere. in the family totally plays. Yeah. yeah. So you learned in your basement and you went back to your room like, I want to play with my dad. Was that kind of Yeah, a thing? definitely. And they'd start out, they'd play, you know, whatever song they were playing, but like a quarter speed just so I could like, you know, figure out how to do the chord and everything, and then you know, pretty quickly got back up to full. And speed then eventually, and then. they got so drunk where they just stayed at those tempos. <laughs> yeah, like quarter speeds. And nice. You're, you're like, Dad, can we speed up? You're like, No, this is it. This is the spot. CCR at 50 beats per minute. This is the, this is the tempo. Yeah. And then from guitar, you went to the you went through the whole like bass kick for a little while because who doesn't love rattling the whole house. Oh, <laughs> I know I do. Yeah, <laughs> my girlfriend so, hates it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, Becca, did anybody in your family play as well? You know, no. Um, my both my sisters also took piano lessons, like as kids as well, because I think my mom always wished that she played, and mm. so she kind of mm. like when we were really young introduced us to it. You know, just she see lived if, through you. Yeah, exactly. I'm just kidding. And no, I'm <laughs> totally what it is. But I'm I'm glad she did because you know it's always good to have that. But, um, yeah, neither one of my parents are really um, super, like, musical themselves. And even, like, music in general, like, throughout the house. Like, not a super music family. I was kind of kind of the black sheep in Broke many. Broke the mold there. Yeah, I'm kind of the black sheep in a couple aspects. Were you on your own in terms of musical style as well as a kid? Yeah. Like, like were you listening yes. to records in your room 
and it was a pretty quiet house otherwise like what were you listening to yeah definitely um I really liked like classics like Pink Floyd and the Beatles and Fleetwood and. Were like, you getting high in your bedroom? <laughs> I was not. I was not. I did have Come on, sense. Mom's not gonna listen to this. Come on. <laughs> I you were listening to Floyd. She might. She might. Yeah. Hi, mom. No. She. No. But she. Hey, uh, they hated the incense. They hated the smell because it gave them a headache. Apparently. But yeah, I did like the classic, the classic, you know, stoner rock classics. But like Pink Floyd, I'm sorry, they are not only to get high to, they are OGs of the synthesizers. Come on. Mark, he knows. knows. True story. True story. <laughs> he knows. He knows. So. There is pointing at Mark Mark Brown, who is, um, don't uh, pester him or push him towards any more keyboards. We've had enough on the road. <laughs> we already have an organ. We have a synthesizer on the way. They already hate me. And they if, hate if, me if, so much. If you come see Hambone Live, you will see us a pedal board. I don't even know what to call it. Um, it looks like a spaceship. I want to look like a, yeah, I want to have like a spaceship. Like it's a, magic. You know. Seven keyboard Keith Emerson. You're at that point as well, Becca. You have like a little spaceship situation going yep, on right now. Yep. I totally photos. feel the spaceship vibes. Yes, yes. I've got, I've got the double stack and then the Moog on the side. So I'm, the goal is to be in a full square. You're, you're currently building up the pedals when too they on the give floor, me the trailer right? space. Yeah, right. There'll be more. <laughs> How big is your trailer? Um, so <laughs> currently non-existent. What happened to your trailer? <laughs> well, we just don't have one. We rent oh, one when we oh. need it, but we, we got rent, a truck. Yeah. We rent a U-Haul when we need like the full shebang. Um, but because so Taylor, our bassist and vocalist, he has um, a, a Nissan that actually gets like pretty good mileage. Um, because when like we were thinking about like our next path, you know, we were thinking about what's reliable and what's going to give us the most space. So it's a truck with, you know, a truck bed and we fit everything in there. We have a snail top. And we can fit, you know, there's five seats. Is the snail top the bubble? Snug. Yeah. The, the bubble, bubble thing, thing up, up okay. there. I didn't yeah. know that's what it was called. Yep. Apparently that's what it is. So <laughs> we can fit everything in there if we don't need a full drum back line or our lights. And those times are increasingly more rare. So so we've had to rent a U-Haul trailer to put on the hitch. Later. Okay. Real quick. I forget if we talked about this already. Do you guys have siblings? I, yeah, you did. I have two, you, you sisters. Have two sisters. Yeah, I'm okay. in the middle. I have a younger and older sister. Okay. And I have a younger sister. She's three years younger than me. Lives okay. down in North Carolina. Oh, she got a family situation down there? Oh, yeah. Fair enough. But do any of them play at all, really? Nope. Um, both my sisters took lessons growing up, but um, I don't. Neither one of them do anymore. Okay, so you guys are the like you said, the black sheep in yep. your families and carrying on the music. Yeah, he plays? he plays. He dabbles a little bit. Okay. Okay. So, well, real quick, Nick, when you were growing up, you, you learned from your dad, et cetera. You were, um, did you play at all in school or did, were you at all? Like, no. Like, make a band in, in high school or Surprisingly, school or no. No, I was, like, super shy when it came to it in school. Like, I just was, like, perfectly content in my room learning everything by myself and... Wait, let's not graze over the band that you were in with your dad. You were in a band with your dad? <laughs> Come so on. Band like I don't know that. is a little loose of a term. Um, it was band. like brothers is two or more, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it was like me and my dad and a couple of his friends would get together in the basement once a week and play CCR. That's right? that's what's called the rehearsal, <laughs> Nick. I guess the, the first band, but you specifically asked about like school and friends mm. from school. So from that aspect, no. Oh, so technicality. Technicality. But I'm we're going back. for the technicalities. But okay, what was yeah. your dad and your band called? Uh, we didn't really have a name. It wasn't even it wasn't even to that that level. It was more just like, hey, let's get together and 
and play some songs. So it was it was super laid back. I just, I just had to pull it out. I had to pull it out. There. You had to call him out. <laughs> had to call me out in front of everybody. He was about to That's not right. bring it up. Was, That's all right. He was about to not bring <laughs> it up. That's all right. Nothing's <laughs> off limits. I had, I had to pull it out. <laughs> but okay, so Nick, you grew up in Mountain Township, was it? Mountain Mountaintop, Top. PA. I spelled it wrong on my notes. It's my fault. That's cool. And how far is that from Philly? About two hours. Okay. Um, so you went to Temple after high school. Yep. What did you go to school for? I went to school for computer science. Okay. So that's what I do during the day. I'm a software developer. Oh, no way. Yep. I think I read that somewhere. <laughs> Where do you do software <laughs> development? I do it at QVC. Oh, right on. My, yeah. uh, could we have a couple of friends that work over there? Oh, yeah? Where? Yeah, at uh, QVC. Uh, my buddy Keith is one of the dire- directors or producers of the show. Okay. And... Um, uh, Chip, who used to do a bunch of video for me, and he did a couple of videos for Handbone Relay. He works over at QVC. Oh, cool. But yeah, right on. And so, at what point do you meet everybody in the band, like Becca and everybody? Uh, college. So, well, <laughs> Becca in college. Um, Where to get to you at Temple and your whole shebang. <laughs> so, Becca in college, and then through some like mutual friends, we started uh, just sort of jamming, having fun. We met Rob through our former bassist, like way back. Oh, is there another yeah. bass player? There was an former. original former bass player. So he introduced us to the drummer. Okay. And then when uh, he left, we ended up actually going on Craigslist <laughs> and finding Taylor on Craigslist, our current bassist. It was one of those like rare finds. Rare finds he, that he just told like me happened he was to look, work. And I was like, yeah, she's like, oh, that's stupid. Don't Are you do that. Sure? We've done the Craigslist thing. Yeah. We were also very unsure about it. That's you never where, know. like worst you case, never know. like well, you well, jam with some dude for one time and it doesn't work out, right? Well, you know what's funny is that Mark was found founded by a drummer. A drummer had founded this band, Handbone Relay, mm-hmm. and and Mark, do you want to tell the story? Uh, well, it was kind of like a Craigslist deal. He was like, you know, he was. That like, wasn't the site. What was it? It was, it was Band Mix. You guys ever been on Band Mix? I've heard no. of it. It's terrible. <laughs> it's like it's like the Craigslist for musicians, mm-hmm. right? And so he he founded the band, and then and long story short, he was we fired him, because, mm. you know. So you know, sometimes creative differences, yeah, well, it happens. right? Yeah, yeah, but you know, but um, it, it was weird because we we actually when we when we when we moved on from him, we we tried Craigslist and we tried out a bunch of different drummers, and there's some weird people on Craigslist. Oh yeah. I, I believe that. We got I that. super lucky. <laughs> we, we did. So when you were looking for Taylor, did what, how many people did you try out before you found? He was the Oh, he was the one. one. We wow. found him right away. Wow. Really? He was the one. <laughs> yeah. Don't give so- him a bigger head than he's already got. <laughs> he's already, oh, yeah, right? <laughs> for those who don't know, Taylor is the bassist and singer for, uh, well, bassist and one of the singers yeah. for uh, Solar Circuit. Um, here, we're going to get back to all that, to how everybody found each other. Becca. Yes. So when I was doing my research and I found... I was I was researching where everybody went to school. Your bio had said you went to Temple in Italy, and and I want <laughs> what is that? Was it just like a program for you to go overseas, or what was it? Yeah, Temple actually has a campus in Rome and Tokyo and London, I think, and somewhere else. They have like their study abroad programs are like very facilitative. So it was like you can still take Temple courses and everything in those, you know international places so i studied abroad in my junior year um i think yeah the fall of my junior year so okay that, so you weren't there primary no, like no it, it was six Rome. months 
Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Did, what were you studying at Temple? Um, I studied psychology and cognitive neuroscience. Um, Look at you. So, yeah. I've always liked science and the brain. Okay. Yeah. And that does that kind of circle back to how, like, the band sounds and the the science-y kind of synth vibe? Synth workstation over there, and you're going to tell me it's not science-related? I guess, yeah. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. That seems to be just an answer just to get off the topic, but we'll, we'll move on. It's fine. Cool. So you come back from Italy, and you finish up at Temple. Yep. And then you, fi- you find a gig in Philly. Like, what are you doing at the time when you... So right out of school, I started working at UPenn um, in research. So mm. I was a research coordinator, like clinical trial um, for hepatitis C um, for a, like a, for a um, physician. So he was doing trials to basically no you know, help cure hepatitis C. So I worked there for two years, maybe two and a half. That's a gig. Yeah, it was, I mean, it, I learned a lot. It was a really good, I was really happy to find a good entry-level job. I really like, I really like research and, you know, science. Um, I knew nothing about livers and that's, it was in hepatology. <laughs> I, I'm like, my schooling was in neuroscience, so right. it was a little different. But, so I know a lot of random thing about, things about the liver, but. Um, well, give us, give us something. Give us a random <laughs> thing about time. the liver. Because uh, I'm not drinking and Mark is, so I want mm, anything I can rub into Mark right now. There you now. go. There no, you I'm go. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure there are. I'm sure I know something. Mm, yeah. I'm sure. But then, yeah, I, then I, um. A friend who I worked with at Penn moved to um, a research job at Merck Pharmaceuticals in um, like Lansdale area. So mm. she worked. She moved over there, and then she eventually kind of pulled me over. So that's where I work now. Oh, you work out so in Lansdale? I work. Yeah, yeah. It's called North Wales, so it's basically. Like, oh, I know. North yeah, Wales. it's that general area. So I used to teach out in Ambler. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I know the, mm-hmm. the area pretty well. Yeah. Um, okay, back to where we all met. Right. So who meets who first? Like this is at Temple. You two met each other first. Yeah, we, we met. met each other um, at Temple. He lived like How old just. You? Um, I was a sophomore. Yeah, so what I are you? 19? 19 yeah. and twenty. Yeah. Okay, so you both were were you both playing music at the time, like in, in like the Temple circles or whatever. Just I was random friends occasionally. Yeah, I was. I actually didn't play much, really at all in college until like we met really. But before then, I kind of had, like, dropped off of playing. And, like, I also danced growing up. So, like. No way. That guy, yeah, that kind of took precedent, like, once I was older. Um, so I was dancing. And then I went to college. And then I just just was doing young adult stupid things. And mm. always, music was always a big thing in my life. Like, I would I constantly go see live shows. I love watching live performances and watching musicians play. And You go to a lot of festivals? Yeah, I like, I always like going to festivals. I, um, when I was like really young in college was when like dubstep was becoming like really popular yeah. before it became like 13 year old popular, which it is now. <laughs> but so that, that took my life over for a little bit. I will admit that for sure. I was in who were you listening to? I at was the- in. Oh, like when Skrillex <laughs> was like new. Mm. That's like 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 the like I have shame inside to say it, but like you know it's fine. That's your guilty pleasure. It, yeah, not anymore. Not anymore. Like, it's not even a pleasure. I no. I listen to some of the things that like we would listen to when we were like eighteen and nineteen, and like it's just so intense. It's like I mean I always loved like I said the classics, Pink Floyd, like all of that was always there. And like, uh, also other stuff. I have a lot of just like random eclectic taste, but the EDM phase took me over hard. 
and and I, I did fall <laughs> into that trap. <laughs> it's not a trap. If you it's not that. a trap. I mean, some of it, like I, I mean, I clearly love electronic music in general. Mm. I like pulling influence into it, especially in like a live setting. So I, I pull influence from like anything because music is music. So when did the synth become important to you? Well, the synthesizers become important to when you created music. Was it kind of when this band started, or was it? Well, I so I had a friend, I don't even remember who, but I had a friend who showed me Ableton Live when I was like 18 or like like really early on in college. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like you can like create someone, you can just, Ableton is just like a box of endless magic and, you know, things that you can do with it. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of like the first time I dove back into music in general. And so that's obviously a lot of synths and stuff. How old are you at this point? Like 18, 19. Because okay. I remember I someone gave me like a cracked copy like the summer before going to college. As we all do. Everyone yeah. had the cracked copy. Everyone has the cracked copy. Everyone had the cracked copy. I have the real one now. But yes. The, uh, she has the real one now. I paid, <laughs> I paid my due diligence. But you know what's funny is whenever you broke it, you had to go either re-update or find another one. Yeah. And it was mm-hmm. always a it's pain. It's just, yeah, it's a pain. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a real thing. You know, people who don't... Uh, play in music in, musical instruments or things like that is you have to find these cheats for because you can't afford Pro Tools or, or uh, Ableton and things like that. You got to find a way to learn the program without having to buy the program, right. which is a, a problem. And unfortunately, you know, it's kind of caused some tension between musicians and uh, <laughs> uh, providers. But anyway, mm-hmm. so you, you're learning about the synthesizers through a friend and Ableton. Yeah. So you weren't playing with anybody at the time, so you're just sitting in your room like messing around with sounds at the time, right? Yeah, pretty much. Like just really like messing around with Ableton and what it can do, and just like producing songs more. I mean, this was like really early on, so like I've got tons of things that is just like trash, but it's like stepping stones. We you all know, do. You, yeah, you yeah. learn from every little thing, but yeah. So really, it kind of that was, I guess, really how I got back into music. Other than like I always played like piano in general like anytime I was near piano you know start playing are you going to start admitting that you were trying to create the next Skrillex EDM hit (laughs) when does that happen is that is that at 2021 I emailed Skrillex and we got a collab coming up yeah 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 Mm -hmm. no no a a friend of ours uh uh uh, we just had Jaton the band Jaton on the podcast and their old drummer is actually signed to Skrillex's label um odd kid out that's the guy's. That's the drummer's name. He's really good. Funny that you mentioned Skrillex. Okay, so you you're learning about synthesizers, and, and this is about the time where you guys start playing together. Is this like a? Yeah, like I I was dabbling in it, and then like we were friends, and we would just kind of really loosely jam with some other friends, um, like our original bassist and. Um, what is his name? Fabian. Okay. Yeah, so he was there when we were like first just kind of really for fun playing. Like there were no intentions of really playing live or anything like that at that point. What was your relationship to Fabian? Um, was he just a, a friend? He was or? a buddy of mine that... Through your roommate, him? right? Through Jimmy? Oh, right, yeah. Through my roommate at the time. He was a friend of him, and then yeah. he was just over at the house all the time, and he had a guitar with him all the time. So yeah. one thing was a guitar you were, or a bass? you were playing guitar. guitar. Okay. Yeah. Because you were playing guitar at that point. I remember like, I was you always, always like, Yeah, I was it, always like, kind of playing. Just kind of hanging right. out. But again, the same kind of thing. Nothing super serious. No real so intentions just, to just having fun. You're just uh, burning incense. And, burning incense. And, and, and jamming. Yes. Um, and there's no seriousness about it. You're just playing. Not having just, fun. Not just really. having fun. Like, we were, 
we shortly started like trying to create songs, right? And like I was yeah. kind of creating stuff on Ableton and just like having fun with learning Ableton right. and kind of like writing simple songs. And it so take, it just kind of grew take from long that. When we, from like the point that we first started jamming for fun to when we were just like, oh shit, let's write a couple songs and <laughs> yeah. like you know have fun. Mm-hmm. So you guys were like learning the art form of songwriting all together. Really? Like, or were you bringing ideas? It was kind of, I feel like it was, we would play in our basement, which was through <laughs> all through headphones because we had neighbors in our house at this point that were like 90 year old sisters that like just oh, hated never. us, oh, hated no. us. Like one time I was literally vacuuming my house at 2 p.m. And they called the police. Like Being too noisy. At one point, our house was the most called, you know, police like noise complaint calls to our zip code, like to our police the department. <laughs> he told me that. I was like, we live in a Philadelphia zip code, and you're telling me my home is your currently number one like hot right. spot. Were the cops like? Was it like a laughable matter? Like, yeah. Did they understand? I, at, at a, a point, lot of yeah. Times, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they would come. They would sit outside the house for 15 minutes without us knowing. And then ring the doorbell and be like, hey, like, they called, but, like, I can't hear anything, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, because it was a townhouse, I mean, and, like, there was not much insulation, so any noise we made, they would hear, and, like, you know, they were just, right. like, kind of miserable people, just, so. And you try your best to be respectful, but at some point, you got to right. give us, like, like okay, it's right. two we played in the headphones. afternoon. We didn't even have any amps. Were, yeah. you all, were you all electronic then? or like did We, somebody... like, had to be, we just had... because they it was such an issue with them, we were like, all right. Let's figure out how we can play through headphones so we don't have any noise. Rob brought his electronic Roland kit, so That's he didn't even have kid. a live kit. They would complain about hearing the pads, though. Yeah, the just, that was my question. Just the, so the tapping? It, yes, yeah, the yes, tapping. Yes. Oh, that's what did it. Part we of my tried. Punch. Fuck those ladies. Right? Was, <laughs> it's tapping. It's, it's tapping. tapping. We did what we could. Everything. I hear something in the walls, Jeanette. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's I not far off. Thing. Yep. That's not far off like at all. your old lady name Are is Jeanette. 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 <laughs> hey, Jeanette, I hear the rats. Yeah. They're coming. <laughs> or is it death? Um... <laughs> Fuck you, Jeanette. Um, Jesus Christ. I would lose it. Uh, so, yeah. What electronic drum kit was it, by the way? Oh, it's a Roland. Uh, was it the rubber no, pad? No, it wasn't the... even the nice one that he has. Oh, it was like point. even a step before that. It was like, it was. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, it was, he has I a think nice one, one step before that even. Yeah, his, his one now is really nice. But um, Is that yeah. the one with the mesh heads? Even. That's the one I want. Yeah. It's like the white heads. Yeah. 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 It's really nice. It has good bounce and doesn't yeah. hurt your hands. I'm not using them on the road. You can't convince me. <laughs> not um, but they're really nice. So you guys are trying to practice. You have uh, Fabian. And who's drumming? Rob. Rob. Rob's playing at the time? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I told you he's been there for I know, the but my question though. is this. Why is um, this other drummer on your EP then? Who? Or is it just listed wrong? Oh, you mean uh, Mike Percussion? Ah, that's oh, what it yes. is. Oh, so I misread your band camp. Yes. So Mike's on percussion. Yes. He's another gentleman. Yes, yeah. Mike um, Mike joined, Mike joined what? I think it was like the end of 2016. So he was there for with like almost all of 2017. Right. Um, he was percussion and he played some keys and synths and, and stuff too. Like percussion effects. And he also mixed kind of your first EP when you guys yes. finally yep. Yeah, he mixed yep. and mastered, or not mastered because we sent it yeah, out to Mark, but he mixed the first EP. Yeah. yeah, we just sent something out to Mark. So we're oh, really? Excited. Yeah, we, nice. We he's really great. Like Mark Truella. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, he's awesome. Mark Truella. Did a great uh, job. He does, he's a great guy and he just recently moved, which was a shame. But 
Um, what was I going to say was, okay, so you guys are playing in the basement. Rob is in the band. Sorry, Rob. Correct. Um, <laughs> how long does it take for the first four songs to kind of take fruition? The first four songs of the EP of Solar Circuit. Like, yeah. How long does that take? Well, uh, it's funny. We had... Like, haha, funny? Um, or sure. funny like a clown? It's like... Like, haha, ha, funny. Like a, a light chuckle. Like, okay. not really funny. That's probably not the right word. You're right. But it's interesting. Our first interesting. EP technically was one called, um, what was it called? Glance. 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 Yes. And that was with Fabian. And that was really early on when we were still just like starting out. And I don't even know if it's. Uh, you may not even have it. It's not. It's not out there. I mean, like, there are some like cool stuff on it, but it's yeah. very new. It's Taylor isn't with us yet. And. Um, we actually even had another basis before Taylor. So there was like a little bit of a pathway. We grew a lot and like, especially with just my, my knowledge of Ableton as well. So like that was our technically first EP. We had four songs on there. Um, actually no Russian nights is on glance. Technically that's the only one off of that one that we do still play live because that one was written by Rob, Mm -hmm. the drummer, and it's a good one. So that one, that one made the cut. It's still, it's still alive. Yeah, Rob. But, um, yeah, so then, so Levitate, which is the EP that's out there that Mike, yes. that you probably right. saw. That one, um, so Taylor joined us, we found him. Well, hold on, so wait, what, what's the, we skipped over Fabian leaving. Why did why did Fabian leave, or did he get booted? He, he didn't really get booted. It was just, I think he didn't want to do it. It was a week before our first live show, because we had those four oh, songs right, on Glance. And we were like... Okay, we finally got, so we got, we reached out to Boxcar Brew Pub, mm. which mm. is in Westchester. And at the time, they were doing music. I don't think they are anymore. No, they closed down. No, yeah. they're, they're gone. Yeah. 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 So um, Alex Lamont, am I saying his name right? He, um, who worked at Sprout, who I think, um, I don't think he's at Sprout anymore right now, but he was with Sprout for a while handling yeah. like the bar and their booking and management and stuff. So anyway, he used to work at Boxcar. That was our first show, um, and it was like, I think it was like February of 2016. That was our first show, yeah. like live as as us. And the, a week before, um, Fabian bailed out. I think he just like it got a little too real, and he just like yeah. didn't. He wasn't super into. He was like, like a committee committed yeah. kind of guy. It yeah. went from just like playing at the house to like, oh, okay, now we got to go like play in front of people. Yeah. So he wasn't I, about that. And I don't think he was, I don't think about, he was about that. Yeah. Or just didn't have the interest or the desire or whatever it was. Right. And he just decided he didn't want to. Right. And then that's where the Craigslist thing came in now. Yeah. Because, so then we found Taylor. Yeah. So it's like a week before the show. <laughs> and we're like, all right, well, what do we do? So on like the off chance. You call him in. Well, hold on. Let's set it what? up. So you call him in a week before. Be like. We hate to do this to you. Yes. But there's a show in a week. Can you learn these? Is he pretty... It, so yes. what does Taylor say? Is he pretty confident? He's like, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, or, so we yeah. like... I mean, I guess it must have been like... A, it we was like... We jammed a couple times. Yeah, we jammed... Um, basically, we he put a thing out there saying like, here's our stuff that we have. Here's the music that we like generally. And like, we're looking for a bassist. And like, he was the first person to come back. And I think a couple other people did after him, but mm-hmm. like... We were still, you know, we had met him. He was a cool guy. He actually, is that weird to say? No. <laughs> he asked us, like, I remember when we were emailing back and forth, like, one of the things he said was, hey, you know, not to be weird, but 
are any of the people in the band like addicted to drugs or anything or do any hard drugs? Because like I just can't, I can't do that. Like I need to just straight up from day us, one didn't want that in to us in the was band. like. Bingo! That's a great Thanks. sign. Yes. That's a great sign. He's not a shithead. Although you found a unicorn, a bass player that doesn't do drugs. Yeah. yeah. Why do you think we don't play with bass players? Yeah. We just have Mark. <laughs> yeah. We found a unicorn, bro. Well, exactly. cool. So, so you hear this and you're all excited. Yeah. And you bring you're him like, in oh, immediately. That's great. Bring him in and we and we jam and it's just like oh. Yeah. And it just really this works. Like he brought like an energy and just like a like he he's a great bassist. He's a great musician. He's a great composer he has a lot of songs that he produced and wrote himself like before us which we've actually um turned yeah. into like a solar circuit version um so yeah it, it just it worked you know he just kind of brought the last little puzzle piece that we needed between me nick and rob how cool is that it yeah. was awesome so he does the show it goes over well yeah 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 it was good it was great I mean, as good as any first show can right. can ever be. <laughs> first official. Like, we did, like, you know, parties and little, like, right, you know, right. DIY yeah. type of things to really test the water first. But <laughs> that was, like, our first time on a, you know, legit stage where we were going to be playing for strangers, and it worked. So from that first gig, how much later, or how long did it take to create the EP or record the EP, Levitate? Um, so we, I guess... Because it says December thirtieth, twenty sixteen, is when this came out. Is that the right? Right. Year? Yeah. Okay. That's yep. So yep. we so Taylor joined the beginning of twenty sixteen. We wrote those four songs and like learned some you know fun covers and some other songs um, that Taylor brought to the table as well. Like I said, from his own stuff. So we learned that I guess probably pretty quick because like at that point we were like, this is super fun. We are jiving together. Let's continue to play live. So it's we had more flows. stuff. Yeah. Mm. And so we had more stuff on the docket, and so we were like, all right, we need more and more material. And we all had, like, our own stuff that we had been working on or, like, had already, you know, written. We just needed to kind of, like, bring them together and hash them out ourselves with the four of us. So, Beck, yeah. were you singing at the time when, when the, the four of you mm. originally got together? So when we, in the very, very beginning, like, before Taylor joined, we had no, no vocals or anything because at this time, like, we really, really loved Lotus and like mm, that kind mm-hmm. of vibe. And I still do, but like instrumental music is always kind of like pre- preferred to me just because sometimes vocals can be like a little cheesy or like make it yeah. too specific. I just really like like raw music and like how it can evoke those feelings. So, um, so we had no vocals at all and then kind of slowly started to realize that like, Little hooks are good. People like them. You you know, mm-hmm. people want something where they can kind of sing along to. Or like, it's just, a, I basically, I kind of like sold off vocals because I just loved Lotus so much and like some <laughs> other like just fully instrumental bands. Speaking of which, are you going to see them at the end of the month when they're here uh, in uh, yes, Philly? this yep. weekend. <laughs> Next weekend. Oh, that's right. Is yes, that, this, this weekend. weekend. Right, right. It's Lotus and who are they with? Uh, Tweed. Tweed. Tweed, that's right. Who are awesome. They're great. Yes. Good friends and they're really, yeah, really we'll be great. there early. Good dudes. Are you friends with those guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've played with them a couple times. They um they do their festival sensorium, sensorium. which ah. you should definitely keep a lookout for yes. because I know it's coming back this year. Yes. But they did the first one in 2017, 17. and we were on that one, um, and it was just awesome. It was at One Art Center, yep. um, which I didn't know existed, but it was like a really cool like kind of Rasta commune in Philly. And then last year they had it again, but it was at the Ukrainian... The Yuki Club. The Yuki Club, and it was even better. It was like indoor and outdoor, and... Yeah, so yeah, the Tweed up. Boys know what they're doing. Yes, they like, Joe, who does a lot of their management stuff, has got 
a lot of great ideas and they're just really good dudes are you guys allowed to say if you're on this year's festival <laughs> no <laughs> wait no you're not on it or no you're not allowed to talk about it exactly <laughs> got it yep <laughs> yep <laughs> sorry boys all right very cool so all right so you're in love with lotus and you're yep. starting to bring some vocals on when does taylor mention oh i also sing um i mean i guess like when when we first met him like he he showed us so he has <laughs> he has a lot of stuff that he made as his solo project before us like yeah. the years before us called tr hmm. um and it was all produced and like recorded he did all of the layers all of the vocals all of the you know guitar bass and because he's very multi-instrumental as well and he's got a really good like ear for melodies and compositions so he he's he composed a lot of stuff um so he showed us a lot of that stuff and it was all great stuff so we kind of took it and put it into a way where all of us could play it live and um yeah it was really interesting seeing like it morph into like a solar circuit version mm. so he actually has this um album called the sacred flame and it's a space rock opera hmm. and uh yeah one from the is it on spotify um it i mm, i don't know, I don't if, know it's if it's on, on, it's on Bandcamp. it's on Bandcamp. it's on probably his soundcloud and he's got a facebook um but yeah. the original one the sacred flame space rock opera um so it's got like i think like eight or so tracks and yeah. like we've learned i think so the eye colors convicted Mount day Goddess. and night not, no, no, not like probably like five or so songs off of that in installation. So we've learned them and we've played them, and a couple of them are are on the album "One Around the Sun," um, but in our version. And we have that footnoted in the thing that it's like a installation of the space rock opera. So eventually, over time, all of the space rock opera will be released, and mm. then you know, so it's just a fun little thing. No, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. So you guys were going from strictly instrumental. Now you're kind of diving into the more vocal, jammy type of things, right? Mm -hmm. And you're also developing your synth sound at the same time. Mm -hmm. Were you called Solar Circuit at the time? Is there like mm -hmm. a direct uh, influence? Like we're kind of like a sciencey synthy sound, and you go to Solar Circuit, or what's the? Yeah. Where does Solar Circuit come from? Um, the, so the name of the band. We've always been Solar Circuit with like the ha the four of us. So like right. since Taylor joined, it's been Solar Circuit. When we before Solar Circuit was defined, um, we were it was just the two of us and 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 Fabian, Fabian and Rob, I think, right? I don't know, yeah. but we were called Euclase, and it was what were you called Euclase? E U C L A S E Euclase. Okay. It's it's a crystal that is like the crystal of creativity. But, but um, you didn't come up with that. That was that, that was obviously you, Nick. Of course. <laughs> of course. Okay. He's very imaginative. <laughs> no, but yeah, so that was like our side, that like, was like our thing at the yeah, time. That was back like bef before Doing glance. crystal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Doing back when we did crystal. You uh, Only the you creativity place. crystal. Only the creativity. So when you found Taylor, no hard drugs, he didn't include crystals. So, <laughs> right. So right. That wasn't on the You list. didn't tell him that was the name of the band at the time. So, <laughs> so you didn't get the hint. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right on. So, oh, yeah. cool. So you kind of go in that that direction. I like it. You recently put out a cover that was uh, that was pretty good. Uh, it was the Britney. Was it Britney? Oh, the Spice Girls. Spice, Spice Girls. Girls. 
Yes. That went into a couple of your tunes. That's very good. It's a live video. <laughs> yeah, we like to... We've, we've got a long list of songs that like I never envisioned myself actually singing in front of a crowd of people that <laughs> have happened. Like Donna Summer, Hot Stuff. Hot Stuff. That's a fun one. That's fun. Yep, Spice Girls. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a long list of funny covers. We like to sneak them in. Oh, real quick, I got away from my original question, okay, which yeah. I, I do here all the time. So where does Solar Circuit, the name, come oh, right. from? Right. Ah. Uh, so, okay. So they we, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I will, I will preface it with, no, it is not about solar energy. I'm sorry. Oh. We get that question a lot. It's okay. It's not about solar energy. However, I love solar energy. I'm totally about it. I think it's great. Totally green. Totally, totally green. green. Um, but no, it's not about solar energy. But yeah, so we were Euclase, and then we actually collaborated with another friend of our, um, Jason. So we collaborated with him, and they had a project separately as well with with Rob. Mm. And so basically, we realized we had half of the same band, and we were like, let's just combine so Jason was a part of the band. Um, Is he originally. the bass player in b- between? No, he I'm was just trying to make sure I get the. I know he was a second guitar player for a little while. Now there's a second guitar player. I think he was I'm doing a, guitar, a guitar and keys. And keys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm again. Sorry, we should have. I know, right? Everybody. Okay, no, I <laughs> yeah. got it. Okay, should have so brought a map. You, you involved Jason, and yes. then 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 what happened? So when we collaborated, because they were called Minor Alchemy. And we were called Euclase, and we were like, let's just combine. And so we combined, and when we did that, we were like, well, we probably need a new name instead of taking right. one or the others. Mm-hmm. So we decided on Solar Circuit. We, you know, there's not a very interesting backstory on it. I'll be honest. We liked the circuit because we are we are very um, collaborative, like in the way that we write and the way that we improvise. Like it, it. There's no like leading front person like we like it to be a collaborative process like when we write songs i mean we have songs that have been like led or you know driven the the composition driven by you know either me or taylor or whoever but um when we bring it together we're very collaborative so we liked the circuit theme because it kind of like puts that each piece working together kind of thing yeah and then the solar responding yes electronic responding between the instruments yeah i like that right and solar just came from it sounded good yeah, we had a space. couple different options that that popped in, but that one was just the one. We went through a bunch of things, and that one ended up being the winner. Fair enough. I was once in a band. Uh, we were playing, uh, do you know Chris's Jazz Cafe in the mm-hmm. city? It was a, I'll call it like a pop R&B band. And we just had like half the band quit, so we got two new guys, and we came up with a really bad name, and I cannot remember what it was. Um <laughs> But we anyway we go we think it's a great name we go on stage and they introduce us and now introducing yeah everyone on the stage went oh, <laughs> oh it feels terrible oh that's bad <laughs> it was not like Evanescence but it was like something in that vein <laughs> it was really bad but it's, it's a big decision well, glad you, name is really important our name is based on a really bad joke and now we have to explain what a handbone relay is every mm. time. On every podcast, it's always the last question. And it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a terrible story, too. It's and like, we might as well. Let's nice. hear it. Well, at you least Mark, you have a story. We this didn't is really the one time. One. We're going to tell this story one time on this podcast and break the bottle of beer that we have over there. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, Mark. Tell us <laughs> a story of Hamburg Relay. Okay, so remember that drummer we fired? Yes. yes. Okay. The original drummer. So he band. used to be a short order cook. Okay. 
and he had some inside joke. I don't even know the whole story. He had an inside joke about uh, some passing the hand bone to the end of the line, doing a relay. I don't know. See, it's a terrible story, right? Yeah, it's, he, <laughs> Mark got, already got lost me. I got nothing. <laughs> but like, so he he thought it was the funniest thing in the world, and and he just like, hey, guys, I got this great. And we, we were like, I don't know what to name the span, so we'll just call it Hambo. Really cool, great, whatever. We figured. And then if we think of something better, we'll, we'll use <laughs> it, was, it. Yeah, yeah, it was like a placeholder, and yeah. then it just stuck. We well, we bought the website, so I guess we got <laughs> at least one year. Well, now. Well, <laughs> well, Jay bought the website, right? right? So you were just like, I guess this is what this is now. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, uh, yeah. So that's where Handboat Relay comes from. And, uh, yeah. But so you come out with the EP. Yeah. And you're, dealing, you're working with Taylor and Rob and the percussionist. What was his name again? Mike. 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 And everybody's in the band. Do you, quit, do you immediately go into doing the Weekend Warrior thing? Or is, is it pretty slow-paced? What happens? Well, we were pretty much doing it throughout yeah we were um, trying like to... we played pretty consistently like at, um, at least like two weekends of the month mm. was what we were pretty much hitting and it was a lot like with doing the ep and trying to get all yeah. that done while also playing is a lot i mean studio albums are a lot of work and money as i'm sure you know so we're, we're, we're a little aware yeah i'm sure you're <laughs> very much aware so but yeah we we were playing out uh, we definitely play like every year we increase like how much we're able to tack on, mm. but um, it's just a lot. That's why we actually kind of made the investment to get we have a um, a mixer that we go into now that records all of our soundboards, so we get multi track recording of everything. And instead of for us, instead of needing to feel like we need to be in the studio in addition to playing and touring, we can keep having fresh professional releases with our live yeah. recordings especially because we do a lot of improv so, wait, so every set's different wait so how are we doing how are you doing this are you are you bringing like a, uh, a computer on the road just plugging straight into the mixing board or what, what are we doing so we have a we have an x32 okay uh the producer one so it's just a little smaller but it records there's a, a module that you can buy for the back that you just plug an sd card in there mm-hmm. and you press record and it records multi-channel right to the sd card what's the model the model of the SD of, card? No, or no, the, no of, the, of the, the recorder It's itself. called... Behringer X32 X, Producer. That's the name of the mixer. The, oh. the, the module, I think, is called X-Live. Okay. X-Live. Um, that's pretty and cool. And it's awesome. And we can simultaneously route it to a laptop also, so you can almost get some like redundant recordings just in case something you know, well, goes a little is haywire. That, is, is that Behringer? That's, yeah. That makes it cool. Yep. I saw you guys have like... like 10 live albums or whatever that's on, all from that's those awesome that's yeah, yeah. it's yeah, great we, it was a good investment uh, yeah we're um doing more of that we uh released a live album a couple months ago we're about maybe release another one in the future but if you can just do it on the road and kind of but, pick and choose yeah, your shows we, yeah but we, we we lug all of this shit to to like the gig yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's it's tough when you got you know yeah. all you the different pieces right it, so it'd be cool to do, do yeah that with the i mean ours comes too. with it comes with challenges too i mean You've got to to run some XLR splitters so you can keep the the front of the house guy happy, and then you gotta mm-hmm. have to double mic the drums sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's got its challenges, but overall, I mean, it's. But you're not paying for a studio. We're not paying for a studio. No, right. right. Exactly. And we don't and feel like we have to be in the in the studio like cranking out right. studio albums. Now it's not a true studio album like you know like one around the sun would be. You know, it's you know meticulously gone through. Um, 
but yeah, I mean they're they're pretty good recordings. Plus, right. we're not Quality really wise. a studio album, right? And it captures that live that mm-hmm. that live right. feeling. So we've run into that that problem. But when you guys were after you record the EP and you're doing the once well twice a month weekends type of thing, yeah, are you, you're recording a new album at the same time. Yeah, so well, we were we, so 2016 was basically the year of Levitate. That first right, EP. Levitate's the name of the EP. Right, the first one we wanted to get like because we were playing out and we needed something concrete to be out there for people to hear and you know other right. than just like at the time just like go because we didn't have the mixer then mm. right. So we did levitate with like the four songs that we were like okay these are good like these are locked in we play them let's get a, a studio version down and I'm, even then like they they evolve over time constantly but. Right. So then 2017 happened, and we were like, well, Levitate, which we did pretty DIY. I mean, we recorded. We For those that don't know, DIY means do it yourself. Do it yourself. Yeah. Yes. We tried to because low budget. Mm. We tried to do as much as we could. And we also had skill sets internally that like we could utilize. Like At this point, I was pretty savvy in Ableton and being you know able to have those type of like um, you know, recording and just general Ableton understanding, right? So we recorded everything, including the drums, which is the most challenging yeah. thing because, you know, you want it to really sound good and mic placement and all that. So we did research and recorded our drums ourselves. Mike, who also had done, like he had knowledge and like some training with with mixing and mastering and stuff. So we did it all internally. And um, other than... Other than mastering. Other than, well, yeah, other than mastering, which went to Mark Truella. And um, and it worked well. We, we definitely, like, addressed some areas that, like, in the future, once we had more money saved up, we would put a little bit more spending into, a.k.a. the drums, really, because they yeah. just... Mm-hmm. You know, they need the good drums. They need to be, to you know, good. and it's need, tough. It's not as easy as, yeah. go, you know, plugging into a couple of your, you know, um, one of those things that Mike had. The, the boxes. Oh, like a, like a DI box stuff. or compressor? Yeah, yeah, like he had like a rack, basically, that yeah, was like... some outboard forced... gear that, that, that... Yeah, that was good. Really it helped. contributed to being able to do it ourselves without going to like a full-blown studio, which we did for One Around the Sun. So yeah, we learned some lessons. In 2017, we went to um, Pat, a friend of ours who does um, Evergreen Audio. He yeah, had a studio audio. at his place and Turtle Studios, which is also in Philly. I don't know if you've heard of we, it. We know Turtle Studios yeah. pretty well. So we did um, we did some like piano tracking there. Um, I also did some like Wurlitzer that they had that was fun, and um, and then they mastered a couple of the tracks. Um, so yeah, so the next the one around the sun we were working on from basically the beginning of 2017, and then it, it released in August. Ironically, with on the same exact day as the solar eclipse. You remember the like the intense solar eclipse in 2017? Yeah. That one. So it just ironically happened to mesh that that album was ready to be released on that day. And it was just like weird serendipity that right. one around the sun was ready on the solar eclipse day. It was a destiny. Okay. Destiny. Yeah. Yeah. And I love it. <laughs> okay. So then you put out the album. Mm-hmm. And then now you, how soon after that did you guys get the outboard gear to record your shows? Because you, you do. You put out like 10 live albums out in yeah. like a year. So we yeah. got the we got the mixer I think in November of 2017. Okay. Yeah. So for the original purpose of running in ears. Yeah. So we didn't talk about uh, that, but that runs our in ears. Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys play with in ears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you enjoy it or? Yes. Yeah. It's wonderful. Okay. It prevents me from 
well, not only can you hear everything better, but it doesn't hurt when I leave. Mm-hmm. You know, no <laughs> ringing. I've uh, been talking about doing that for a long time myself, just because I yeah. on our shows with the with some of the rooms that we play with the organ, the bass, especially you get you lose some of the bass organ. Right. Mark doesn't like it. Q Mark. I hate. In ear monitors, <laughs> I can understand so, why. What, 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 and I used, I was in a band that, that toured for a while, and we used them. And I, I everything just sounds so dry, and, and there's no like. Yeah. Do, do you guys do like a like an audience mic or anything or? Like, we don't, but I would like to at should. some point. So I don't know. We also mm-hmm. don't have molded in ears, oh, okay. so um, you can still get sure. a decent amount of ambient noise coming in there. So you're not completely isolated. Right. But if we ever jump to wanting to do molded, yeah. you know, to so really you, cut you that need, out, you might need some type of ambient mic. Yeah, because yeah, I, I always play with one in, one out. That's what I it do. It happens yeah. a lot yeah, still. Because, I end up popping one out. Yeah, I, I can't. It's yeah. just everything. It just sounds too It's too dry. Yeah. You know, it's just, there's no ambience to the room you're in or mm-hmm. the right. audience or anything. You know to mean? give so, your ears some rest, do you often go back and forth, like putting one in, taking one out, just to make sure that one ear doesn't get too fatigued <laughs> in the other? So, I so don't I'm, worry about that. I'd be OCD about it. That's a good question. Got to even it up. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're just like, why isn't yeah. why am I not getting anything out of so, this? Yeah. So it doesn't really bother me as much what you were saying. So I'm pretty – I can keep them in for most of the show. Um, if I do have to take one out, though, it's going to be whatever side the drummer's not. Yeah. Yeah. Douche. You guys are loud. Hey, it is what it is. You guys are is. really loud. You should. Y'all are loud. Bring it down a Yeah, dude. Should. Just bring it yeah, down. Dude. <laughs> See, he agrees. Yeah, dude. We also, like – You we... played the organ, Mark. <laughs> yeah, dude. We yeah, carry dude. that. You're not yeah, quiet dude. either. We're not quiet. Let's be real. You no. need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Mark, yeah. this is now an explicit podcast. Fuck you. <laughs> you come with a little special warning. Like yeah, that's it. Everyone does. I, I, I like to keep yeah. it real. I like to keep it real with keep the kids. Keep it real. Um, no, it's fine. So you guys put out the live albums, and I really enjoyed them. I was checking them out uh, the past week or so. Now, you guys put out a lot of video content. Yes. When you guys originally came up with the idea to record your, the video for your shows, was it for the content or was it for kind of like practicing your stuff? Because I know that originally when we do video, we like to see the show, how's the audience reacting, and et cetera. But if you put is it, did you just get good video naturally? Like, oh, we'll just put this out. Uh, well, it kind of came from a little bit of both. Okay. So um, it first started out more as just like a trying to document things, mm. trying to see you know, how we were interacting with each other, how the crowd was interacting, but it was really terrible audio. It was just GoPro audio. Right. It's just, you t- it's take just, you can right, get. right. So, you know, eventually we got a second GoPro and then we're able to sync it up with the soundboards. So, um, we get much better content so that we can, I guess like repurpose it from just learning to like, hey, now we actually have something cool that that you know we can actually put out there. Well, I like it. So you're take you're taking the audio gear, you're sending it to your your mixing. Uh, who's mixing it again? Was it uh, Mark or who's mixing the just live like the stuff? live? Yeah, the live. The live stuff. I, I do we, all of those. Yeah, Becca oh, does okay. those mix at the house. Nice. So Becca, you mix it all, and now are you putting the videos together too? Like, he does like actually. I, I'll sync it up, and I'll I'll for the most part handle all the the video. It's nice creation. that you divvy it up. Yeah. It's too much for one person. Yeah. It's a yeah. lot. Yeah. And like honestly, using internal like skill sets, like especially on a low budget when we're we're on the road, we're we're, you know, pinching penny to to do what we need to do to get our, you know, stuff out there and get right. our our passion and our music out there and to new markets. So yeah, so budgets are tight and it helps to like he has knowledge on Adobe Premiere. 
I'm good with Adobe Photoshop. So like our event graphics I can put together and then Ableton. So like we're able to use, you know, our skill sets without mm. having to spend money on every little thing. That's pretty great. Yeah. We don't have that <laughs> in, our, in our camp. Well, we try our best, but uh, we do a lot of outsourcing, which is fine by us. Well, fine by me. Because... <laughs> uh, I, I just I just talk and Mark does a lot of great sound work. In fact, we did our first legit full LP here in this room uh, called Free Hugs. And we did all everything pretty much DIY. Is there anything we awesome. didn't do DIY? No, I think we, we mixed and mastered it in here too. Yeah. Nice. That's true. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's the Free Hugs album with the uh, the girl on the cover. It's somewhere on the walls over there behind Becca. Oh, I see. Oh, there it. It. Yeah. it is. Yeah, nice. that's the record. And then we recently went to a friend of ours, Derek, to do a, something else. So I had another question that we kind of talked about, but when you guys are writing songs together, is it typically just, are you writing together in your basement or does somebody bring an idea, mix both? Yeah. It's a little bit of both. Definitely a both. Definitely so a little bit of both. Is somebody usually has the mo- a lot of ideas they bring in? So we, so yeah, me and Taylor, for the most part, bring in our own stuff like that we'll work on and like a lot of stuff that like me and Nick will work on and like prep basically a skeleton like we'll get a project together of of the different parts and we'll write each individual instrument we'll come to practice and say okay here's the document for this sheet where we lay out like here's the key here you know whatever is critical for the other people to know and then we'll just work through it and it'll morph and it'll you know become what it is with everyone's input once we really hash it out but for the most part we'll come in with either a song that taylor wrote or me and nick or um and or there are also songs like um a couple off of the album like bits of time we wrote together porpoise uh chromatic so there's some songs that we actually just were like in the studio together and we're like kind of happened where you know just kind of happened or came out or someone had an idea for a riff and we all chimed in and built on it so it's a mix of both now becca only you and taylor sing in the band right yes so do you typically sing the stuff that you bring in or do you guys have to kind of decide who sounds better on what Hmm. i'd say the latter yeah yeah Yeah. is there often a a debate it's not no, more of a debate, but I can, like, there have been times Taylor would bring a song and be like, oh, I wrote these vocals, like, Beck would sound great with these vocals. Right. Or, and vice versa, or, yep. like, you know, you do some back and forth kind of thing. or mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, Beck will start it and will decide Taylor should sing it, or vice versa. Just Do you try both ways, usually, just to see what sounds best? Um, yeah, and, like, we'll, we're, we're trying to, like, build more time, more songs that have kind of like both like utilizing both of us like whether it's like a harmony or whether it's like a kind of like a call call and receive type of thing where we both are kind of doing layers so yeah we try to fit them both in in the way that feels right right on and one thing that you guys are definitely good at especially with live with the the videos i've seen is you're very good at transitions do you are you a uh, a planned transitions band or or (laughs) are you very good at reading each other where you're going yeah a little bit of both I mean, we we typically have um, like a destination that we know we want to get to, mm-hmm. but don't mm-hmm. necessarily know how we're going to get there until it happens. Okay. Right, like musically, but musically. we have we will have a layout of like 
if we, because our, our songs are pretty much our catalog in which the live shows we go between, right? We have a destination, meaning we have one song and we know we want to get to another song. How do we musically get there to make it a ride rather than just playing the song and stopping? Because no one... I it's all quick. I no hate one when likes music it. stops. When people yeah. are Keep there, going. you want music. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's, and it's more fun for us musically to go from one song and morph, and then all of a sudden we're in the other song. So sometimes you have to coordinate some key changes just because, right. you know, musically to make it sound right. Um, so we'll coordinate anything like that. Like if we know that we need a switch to, you know, a, a E Phrygian and then switch to here. You know, we, we know we, if we need to switch to make it sound right, we'll plan that. But there are times where like we'll be in one jam and we can tell that the crowd is really into it. And so instead of doing what we planned, we have to throw something else in there because we can tell this crowd really likes the jams. And, yeah. you know, we, we feel like it's really, really actually much more amazing than I realized beforehand <laughs> how much we feel the energy yeah, of the crowd. Crazy. Like, and I'm sure you know you exactly that. Like, completely. you can feel the energy that they have, like, when they dig something. And it's just, like, a mutual thing. Like, we can feel when they're feeling it. It fuels us. And then it, it just, it really makes a difference. Yeah, it's good. You kind of follow the, the, the crowd for where you want, they want the show to go. Yeah. Right. Like fast or slower, you kind of feel where they want to go. Right. With us, we do a lot of, um, some of them are planned. Like, our destinations, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, we have a couple tunes that are set to go right into one another. Sometimes we will do it. Sometimes we won't. It, usually either Luke or Mark will uh, indicate by doing a melody of an, another song. And we have to be listening mm-hmm. or else we'll miss the cue. There were a couple times when I first joined the band. We tried um, doing that. and It didn't quite work. So we were always listening. So like if we go from like one of our songs, one of our newer tunes called New Dog Old Tricks, we go from that song into a, a song called There Goes the Neighborhood. If I, if I don't hear the cue of when we're going, right. the, we're sunk. So, and that's happened a few times, but now we, get, we kind of have, like you said, a giant catalog. And if one of us, noti- one of us notifies the others like by playing a melody or a certain riff, yeah. we can easily get there. And what I, what, what I was kind of curious about was do you guys have that – um, that pathway, if you wanted to go to a different song than planned, mm-hmm. is it relatively easy for you to do so? Yeah, and yeah, it's definitely. definitely something that like we continue, like just the every time we lock a little bit more in, just like over the years, getting better at like really hearing, like what does Taylor do when he wants to, you know, have the the guitar take over on that type of thing, right. and then you know, and I'll hear him teasing. I hear you. Te- he does a lot of teases. The king of teases. So, hey. yeah. So, hey, I yeah. sent a t shirt. <laughs> the king Ooh. of teases. And yeah. just have you with the guitar? Like that? I'm telling Mouth you. Mouth always open, so that always. was accurate. I saw the Facebook photos. You um, gotta play that one. I mean, I, he, he eats about triple the amount of spiders that the normal average human does because <laughs> your mouth is so. Hey, man. Does what it does. Yeah. You gotta get the protein from somewhere. That's true. <laughs> All right, now we bring up the music news. For the past couple weeks since we've seen each other, I bring up the music news that I found. And the first article that we are going to talk about, unfortunately, is a legendary guitar player passed away at 82. His name was Reggie Young. Have you heard of him? I'm not. It's okay. You'll know his hits that he's played on. 
Uh, he played on monster hits such as Dusty Springfield, Son of a Preacher Man, Elvis Presley's Suspicious Minds, mm-hmm. and Neil Diamond's uh, Sweet Caroline, among oh. them. He, oh, uh, he even played the sitar introduction on Hooked on a Feeling by oh. B.J. Thomas. He is a, a legend in the... Um, the Memphis scene and eventually headed to Nashville in the 70s. And I didn't know if you guys have heard of him, but you know those tunes, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those hits. Um, let me see here. Uh, 97 Young was nominated for a Grammy in the category Best Country Instrumental Performance for his work on Scotty Moore's Going Back to Memphis. And he's uh, B.J. Thomas, who was a former collaborator, called Young the greatest guitar player of them all. Hmm. Um, and it's just sad. Sorry to see him go. Reggie Young. Died dead at uh, 82. Doesn't say how. Probably just passed away. Oh, heart failure. There it is. Mm. But you guys don't, never heard of him? No. No, not the name. No. Great guitar player. Yeah. Check him out. Next on the music news is, have you guys checked out the Fire uh, Festival documentaries? <laughs> you know, that's funny. We literally just watched one of them like, like two, days, two days, ago. days ago. Real quick, for those that don't know, the Fire Festival, well, maybe you guys could tell better than I could because you've seen... <laughs> You're up. <laughs> um, well, it was a festival created by Ja Rule and um, what was his name? Billy, Billy McFarland, McFarland, who I guess was like an entrepreneur. Mm. And um, they were just super, super unrealistic with every single piece. And there was no planning. Like in the, so it was supposed to be a luxury festival where they had like influencers, which I had to explain to Nick what an influencer even is because he's like, who are these people? Like, what does that mean, influencer? Like, just a person who's famous for zero reason, basically. Like on social media. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I just couldn't understand why. Yeah. So they this basically... doesn't compute. <laughs> Brain not yeah. working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they basically just got, like, everyone who's popular on social media to back this festival and it was going to be, like, the biggest thing ever, but they did no planning. There was, like no realistic aspect at all like they reached out to the sound people like 40 days out yeah. like for the first like, time oh yeah you got to build this stage and run it 40 days yeah, you before got a month this and a half festival. to figure it all out and they had like huge names like blink 182 and a bunch of other people that i didn't even actually really know but like big names that were really popular and like oh and he was lying to their investors apparently yeah. saying that like they were making x amount of money and like they didn't have it money kept coming out of nowhere cuz they he was just getting it from his investors spoiler alert he's in jail yeah he is yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my god dude it's oh, like, i didn't know yeah, yeah. so i said spoiler man did you you should watch it the, <laughs> i'm going to watch it regardless cuz exactly. I, I, I love a good shit show oh it's oh, it such a, a shit show shit like show. the whole time you're just like how literally how did this man not like it's just it's bad it's so bad it's it's a shit show people it like they they actually have like real footage of like the promo shoot where it was just all these models like laying around on the beach being like ooh fire fest and like that was the promo for it and they just kept reusing the same stuff right and it was really like the marketing was actually very intelligent the marketing like worked clearly that, the got only, people there the marketing was amazing like the, the, you know, they really thought it through, but it was just like <laughs> none of the logistics. Like they had people that were buying these like $1,500 or $15,000 even like cabanas. And like a week before they didn't even have didn't enough exist. tents. They were like these like hurricane rescue tents that they like <laughs> they were slapped like, they were together. Tents. They didn't even yeah. have enough tents of that, of those shitty tents to cover all the people. They didn't have any charter flights to, to send them home once they were there. They had no flights. They had no end game in people, mind. No, they, people were stuck and like they had footage. It was pitch black and it's just these like white hurricane like 
tents that it looked like it it looked like just like a, a rescue center basically and it's supposed oh to be this luxury God. like on the beach thing. Well, the thing that's funny is that both Hulu and Netflix released the documentary. I saw that on within a couple of days of each other. Yeah, and I don't think anybody knew. <laughs> I think they just both released it. I think Hulu re- released theirs first. But um, which one did you see? Guys, see? We just saw the, saw Nef- the Netflix. Yeah, one. Netflix. Yeah. Okay, that's on my list. But it says that uh, watch both because both can kind really? of go in a dis- d- different ways. Mm. But um, it says they. Sp- People who went to this festival spent like thousands of dollars on tickets. Oh, like yes. fly out, food, luxury, etc. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We were on a plane down to visit some friends in Miami and there was this girl on the plane going yeah. to Firefest. Yeah. And yeah. she was like super excited, talking just like talked the entire plane ride about it and I was kinda wondering how it turned out. Yeah, for we'll her. get in like what we, her story the was. The next couple of days after that. Yeah, because we started we, hearing all the news about it being like terrible, and we were like, right. "Oh my god, that girl!" Like, is definitely on that island, and she's yeah, definitely definitely. On, I told yeah. the people on that. It just place. it like <laughs> yeah. targeted all of the people that had thousands and thousands of dollars to just waste on like yeah. this luxury, like high profile, you know, social media type of thing. It was just weird. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. Definitely recommend that you watch it. Yeah, it's watch it. It very, was interesting. It's very stressful yeah. and entertaining. I couldn't even imagine. You can imagine being on an island. It's basically like uh, you're stuck on an island for the K or uh, mm-hmm. what's the Tom Hanks movie? Uh, uh, Castaway. Uh, <laughs> Castaway yeah. Music Festival. Yeah. Castaway yeah. Music Festival, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty terrible. Mm. In other news, <laughs> Third Man Mastering launches in Detroit, open to all public clients. You know what Third Man uh, Records is no. Jack White is the guitar player of um, oh my god help me Dude, the white stripes. white stripes I just had an aneurysm <laughs> we were three aneurysms during this podcast so Third Man Records is his record company okay. he, he makes like albums and and uh, vinyl down in um, in Detroit and it, Third Man Mastering just launched opened all public clients is what the news is today uh, they provide mastering for all sorts of formats, vinyl, CD, digital, and even cassette releases, which but seems to be the news. I'll bet it's really expensive. Dude. Jack White. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Some of the top array of indie artists working with them are the Dead Weather, the Rockateurs, the Kills, Franz Ferdinand, Breeders, John Spencer, Lower Dens, Lone Lady, a bunch, Yak. What a great band name. Did you say cassette? Yeah, that's the new thing. A bunch of friends of ours are doing uh, cassettes along with vinyl releases because really? CDs aren't selling enough, so they need something throwback enough. Interesting. Mm. Who owns a cassette player anymore? That's what I'm saying. I, I don't, I, I, I well, don't. think about it. Before five or six years ago, who had a vinyl player? That's true. I reckon. Yeah, that's yeah, true, too. Yeah. So I think it's coming back. What's next, dude? Eight tracks? Yeah, right. How back? far back do we need to go, Anything right? <laughs> to sell, you know, if it's selling. 78 RPM records of like 1920s <laughs> flapper well, pearl you know, jazz, they, you know? <laughs> it's just interesting that people go backwards instead of like, I mean, I, I, see, I see why. Like, I have a vinyl collector. I love vinyl. Cassette seems like, like vinyl. Oh, that's why I was curious. Cassette's like. Cassette seems just like it was really? a little bump in the road. And then, yeah. like, you know, yeah. I don't know. To me, vinyl, I see the classic, like, it, it sounds differently. It's a very textured, like, you have it in your hand. It's like a piece of art almost. Like, instead it's, of just the audio, it's a whole thing. Right. It's big. You have the whole process. Yeah. And, and it's, like, more of an intentional thing where you put it on and you're there. Like, you're not just going to throw it on and walk away because in 20 minutes you're going to hear the, yeah, the shit you start. to attend to it. Yeah, so you like are intentionally listening, whereas like a cassette, it just seems like it's a technology. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But I know some bands are doing like like USB 
type of things. Yeah, like, I could see that. Yeah. You know, because people, you're right. Like CDs don't sell. Like we, you know, we've sold. We've we we did. Um, I almost said press, which is not the right word. Well, with that burn, I don't burn. know. We, we've made CDs. We've made, we've made CDs. Made them. <laughs> um, and like we do sell them, but it's definitely, we definitely come across people that are like, well, I don't even have a no, CD player. Do My computer either. doesn't have a CD jack anymore. You know, or whatever it's called. A CD jack. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys thought of doing vinyl at some point? Or I would love to. I would to. love to. And we did get from Mark, um, like the, like he gave us um, a version of the material that oh, cool. could be pressed. Sure awesome. Yeah. 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 We'll talk so. after. Uh, other news, Umphreys McGee shares new live album called Back at the Knack. Are you guys Umphreys Really? Fans? When was that? Recent, a couple days ago. I, I didn't know. Saying, no, I didn't know about that either. I yeah. do like, yeah. like me some Umphreys. Uh, Back at the Knack, let me see uh, this article. Oh, it's this, a live album? Yes, yeah, a brand oh, new live oh, cool. album. It was a cult from the recent Fortnite New Year's run at the Tabernacle in Atlanta. Gotcha. Um, you guys ever see them live? Oh, yeah. Yeah, a Umphreys. handful of times, yep. Okay. They're really good. Yeah, they're a little like heavier and like borderline dad rock sometimes for me. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, they're really good. They're they're really great to watch because they're just so together and like yeah. they do some really great improv too. Speaking of jamming, aren't they the ones that do the hand signals for uh, mm. jamming? Isn't that them? Yeah, and they, somebody did you hear about that? Somebody this like a couple of years ago, somebody leaked their hand signals. Dude, they, they had filmed like a video of them talking about it. I, I know what you're talking yeah, yeah, yeah. about on on YouTube. They're like going through all their, you know, I take a step forward or you know, I don't remember what exactly they were, but yeah, they went through like, all. Yeah, of them. they have like all these like different yeah, take a step forward or like if 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 Brandon does this one thing with his hand, we're going we're changing keys or whatever, mm. you know, like shit like that. Yeah. And somebody somebody leaked it, so they had to like change it all. Like, at, oh my god. Uh, <laughs> so so actually so and, and I. The, so the band I used to be with, we played a couple gigs with them, and one thing that was cool about them was they always travel with their own rehearsal space. What? They always, they they yeah, I told you this. Oh, it's, yeah, that's right. The the truck or they whatever. They used to tour where they had a tractor trailer with a rehearsal space built into it. Wow. So that every night they would have like a new cover. That that's bust out. That they awesome. had, that they, so instead of like hanging out and drinking, they're practicing. Yeah. That's why they're at a festival. Awesome. And that's why they're they are. so awesome. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. Wow, that's Damn. cool. Incredible that's musician, Jay. They are. They that really awesome. are. Yeah. yeah, I haven't checked out too much on Freeze McGee. I want to look into that. Mark just made, well, we just went to a lettuce show. And that was really Oh, yeah. Cool. Yes. Yeah, they're fun, um, too. Yes. And uh, Turquoise, which really surprised me. Oh, they're me. fun. They were, I, I, this might be a terrible thing to say. I actually think I like Turquoise better than I like lettuce. Be 100% I agree. Honest. I'm with you. I'm fine with um, that. They're dude, both great. It was just a great show. Yeah. On to the next segment of this podcast. We like to talk about music. Now we're going to whip it out. Your phones. We're going to whip out our cell phones and check out our Spotify list. We're going to check out the last five things that we've been listening to. Okay. And uh, just to kind of break it up, I'll start. Just in case anybody's embarrassed. The first thing that I checked out, the other day was my birthday. So the song that my dad played for my mom when I was born, or right before I was born, was a song called Danny Song by Loggins and Messina. The the course is like even though we ain't got money, oh, I'm so in love with you, honey. So I was I listening that to that the other day. Uh, second thing was uh, Dave Matthews Band, uh, Bartender, the song. I I was curious about how many different ways they kind of play it. It's basically the same most mm. live shows. Um, <laughs> I still love it. Uh, third thing was Fish. We had um, uh, 
Brendan Johnson from the band Stella Ruse here the other day, and we were talking about Fish, and, and after the podcast, I mentioned that I didn't know too much Fish. The only albums I listened to, I hated. Are you guys Fish fans? Which ones? <laughs> she hates them. Oh, oh, hold on. Okay. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. Real talk. I hate their improvising stuff. It gets really boring. But you're a fish fan, so I do. I do. I, I do like him. He's a guitarist. A That's why he loves Trey. Oh my god, Trey! <laughs> oh my god, Trey! If you want to listen to Trey solo the whole time, then then yeah, That's you mean, you, mean you don't like a 45 minute "You Enjoy Myself"? Dude? Right, come Ooh. on, bro. You don't like okay, the so acapella? Look, 20 minute vocal jam at the end. <laughs> okay, so look, so look. I checked out. This is my five guys. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Brendan mentioned the album called "Billy Breathes," and and I was. Very impressed. I really enjoyed it. And it's very... I do like things that are organized. And I like the in-tune vocals. Mm. Mm. Yes. Yes, I do. And that album is great. Studio vocals. Yeah, studi- well, yeah, studio vocals. Studio I, like, vocals. I like a good studio vocal. <laughs> Fourth thing is uh, I sometimes do cover gigs. I had to learn this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that song, Brandy, You're a Fine Girl by Looking Glass? <laughs> yes, I'm sure you What's know. one of the greatest I'm classic sure you know. cover songs? You don't know this song? Uh, I'm not going to try singing it. And then, uh, just to keep it honest, the other thing I'm listening to right now is, uh, you guys like musicals at all? I do. I appreciate it. Okay. I sometimes play musicals like in pits and stuff, and I'm about to jump on to this show called Once Upon This Island. Oh. A high school uh, in nearby Philly is playing it, and I have to learn all the drum parts. So I just got the book today, so I'm like playing through it and learning like all these Caribbean kind of grooves and stuff. Cool. So that's what my five are. That's my last what, five. What's it called? It's called Once Upon This Island. Once I think it recently this. just won a Tony for Best Musical on Broadway. I think. Don't quote me on that. Nice. Um, awesome. Cool. Let us start with Becca. Okay. Becca, what are your last five here? All right. Um, so just to disclaimer. There's always a disclaimer. Spotify isn't like a true representation because... Like, I listen to a lot of stuff on Nugs. Um, like, it's a subscription, a monthly subscription, and you get a lot of, like, Umphreys and String Cheese and Disco Biscuits and Lotus. Or these downloads? Or? So, it's an, yeah, it's an app, and it's, um, I don't, I don't. It's like a streaming you, app. It's a streaming. So, you don't, it's basically like Spotify, but it's just all, like, live sets of oh. a lot of those bands. So, I listen to those, plus I have stuff on my phone, and Spotify is, like, everything else. So, that's well, my okay. disclaimer. Okay, fair. That's so, fair. okay. So, okay. Um, well, the so the first one is actually um, Celine Dion song, and I will admit that. And I'm no, I, she, I, I don't I, care. No, she's my guilty pleasure. I love Celine Whoops. Dion. Shit. Um, Breaking shit, bro. Come on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, she has just an amazing voice. So I listen to her a lot, and I'll just like when I'm home alone which was yesterday, and that's why. When I'm home alone, I will blast this shit, and I will sing <laughs> as loud as I possibly can to some Celine Dion. Which album was it? Um, this or was The Power the of Love. So it's my, like, my mom played that all oh, the time. Oh, yes. My, <laughs> that was her cleaning album. Yep. My mom actually, um, yeah. There, when I was really young, I would sing and like belt out some like just really hilarious, like, 90s female power vocals, like, like Tina Turner and nice. like Celine Dion and stuff. So yeah, so that's that's there, that's there for sure. Um, Earth, Wind, and Fire is under there because we were um, at practice the other day listening to some potential covers because we like to throw in fun covers. Mm-hmm. So we have an Earth, Wind, and Fire, um, Aquamarine, which is a new Lotus song. Um, they released a new album, which has been a while since they have. 
Yeah, they just yeah. they did all the video over in Philly at uh, yes. Philly Soundworks. Yes. Or, uh, Rittenhouse. Rittenhouse. Soundworks. Yep. Me. Yeah, a friend of ours does a lot of the sound there. Nice. And he was telling us about well, it. Well, the album is great. Album's and awesome. the videos are great. Yeah. Um, yeah, the album's really fun. I'm real. I'm really pleased with it. So it's, so that's on there. Hold on. So that well, let's keep it honest. Then let's go to Nugs. Let's go okay. To Nugs and listen. Look at the last two concerts or live sets that you were listening. Okay. To. Um, so that's three. And what are the two sets? Yeah. Um, and the last one there is Spangle. Just to is what Spangle. Have you ever heard of Spangle? No. <laughs> um, so <laughs> Spangle is Simon Posford, who is a UK-based producer, who's like. He's just amazing at electronic pr- production, just like side trance, side basically. Trance. It's just really, really impressive production and um, very world. So he, he's very like worldly. He pulls from like Middle Eastern and, and just like every type of musical influence around the world that can be cultivated into a song. It, he just is, is a really good producer. Um, and Spangle actually is doing their, uh, their last live band thing because so he's a producer and he's got so many layers very intricate sounds but they actually do a live band experience too you know joe russo yeah yeah so he was with with was with them at one point doing the um drumming for live for the spangle live and it's a whole production like they've got costumes and people on stilts going on the stage black light things he's got he's mixing over 50 channels he plays guitar as well and he's got these two singers that are just like the best vocal female vocals that I, I just love them so that's yeah that's Spangle in a nutshell but they're doing the last live performance at Red Rocks in May that we are we're going, going to going to yeah that's oh cool. yes all right so, give, so, me, give me the two, last two nugs so does it tell you on nugs it oh it does it says my recent searches recent searches which literally is the Disco Biscuits Lotus String Cheese nice and that's it right yeah. on yeah <laughs> all right what you got, bro? Bro, what you got? So, the Spotify account is going to be the same. We use the same. Oh Spotify yeah, we account. share Spotify because I'm um, cheap. But I've got some. <laughs> she, yeah, share. <laughs> She's using my Spotify account. It's okay. Um, you were listening to Celine Dion. That's not me. Hey man, it's embarrassing. Can get down with some of this Celine. But we so threw him under the bus way earlier, mm-hmm. and yeah, okay. <laughs> that would have been way better. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, is there anything on there so, that is so funny? nugs for me? Is Disco Biscuits, Lotus, Magic Which, Beans. Uh, what, hold on. So for Disco Biscuits, like, what, are we listening to an album, a song? Or? Yeah, live set for the most part. So I'm sitting at a computer all day. So I kind of just that's true. You just put it play on. it and it goes. So um, do they have the albums on Nugs? I have no. I idea. think Nugs is all because I only go there for like live shows. Yeah, like when the bands like stuff. they'll put out their live show the soundboard. Yeah, speaking of Nugs, are, do you guys upload your live shows on the? Onto nugs? No. No, not nugs. No, I think. Not. How come? Uh, I think it's. I honestly don't know if it's like a free for all. Yeah. I think I it's kind of like a you have to be exclusive. invited. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Um, and it's also, I'm sure, pretty pricey to have your stuff on there. Yeah. Okay. So. All right. So you said Disco Biscuits. Who did you, so, oh, did you say? Lotus. Yep. Lotus. Um, Magic Beans. The Magic Beans. Who? So, heard of them? Uh, a band out from Colorado. Okay. They're kind of. Lotus meets. String cheese meets. Oh, they're jammy. They're jammy. I don't know. Um, lots of organ, lots of funk, lots of. Yeah, they're like yeah. a nice blend of funk, but a little bit like the, he's yeah. got some synth action going on. Of, 
they've got some good like vocal hooks, you know, within. Yep. But they do a lot of improv. Great. They're from Denver. Yeah. So yeah, they're, they're cool. So yeah, they're spend, opening spend for Lotus actually at Red Rocks, aren't they? They just announced that oh, they're yeah, opening so. for Lotus right. and Red Rocks. Yeah, that's awesome. So that, yeah. yeah, yeah, that is awesome. That's good for them. Um, let's see what else. Uh, so not on Nugs. I was listening to. I checked out the new um, Sun Squabby album. You know, Sun Squabby. Mm-hmm. They just put a, a new album out like three, four days ago. Okay. So I What's gave that, that a listen today. It's called Moth Instinct. Instinct. Right? Instinct, Instinct. Yeah. But all the the song names are moth related. Oh really? I realized that's today. cool. Yeah, they're really cool. They're a th- they're cool. They're a three piece, right? So yep, they're, they're a three piece. Um, I, I know they've got a lot of like pre-produced like layers and synths that they play, yep. and then I know the bassist plays bass, and he also has a Moog Sub Thirty Seven that he'll switch between. So yep. they're like a cool blend of electronic and in- live instrumental. Yeah, they're cool. They're from. Colorado. Give me two more. Two more. So I was listening to some Oysterhead today. No Oysterhead. Mm-mm. Oh lord, he turned around. Hell Mark yeah! yeah. <laughs> you like right Oysterhead? We talked about Oysterhead the last with Brendan. It's uh, it Did was we? Trey and Stuart oh Co- yeah, Stuart Copeland, Copeland and Les Claypool, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. Nah, dude. Yeah. And what was the last one? <laughs> uh, the New Deal. You know the New yeah. Deal. Oh yeah. Jamie Shields. I was listening to some New Deal today. Um, they're kind of just like dance music. Yes, it's, it's. But he his. But his, it's different. It's not just like. Dance his synth work is just like crazy. Yeah. Like watching them play live is. I think they're also a three piece, right? Three Drums, piece, yeah. bass. Who also kind of switches between like sub bass, yeah. synths, and and bass guitar. Right but the, the he's key just player the key players textures and and melodies. And he's very everything. much like you with very busy. Yeah, he's got all he's got the got hands going. Yeah. <laughs> very cool. All right, we're moving on to everyone's favorite segment called the Top 40. Whether you love it, you hate it, it's still here. (laughs) So we're going to talk about it. I, however, have found a song that I love. That's on the Top 40. It came out the other day. and I found it today. I listened to it seven or eight times. Y'all know Hozier? Or Hozier? Yeah, I don't know anything, but but I've I've heard it. The new song is called Almost, and then in parentheses it's called Sweet Music. It Mm. is genuinely funky and i can't get nice. enough of it and it sounds like there's like tap dancing on the verses oh. as like the drums interesting bizarre hosier yeah do, do you know him no take me to church oh, you probably have no idea popular music got it mountaintop mountaintop yes but you live in philly well outside of philly now you hear some music you just uh, yes yeah, under so, a rock so you Live under a rock. You do not care about popular music. You listen to what you listen to, and that's pretty much it. You, you kind of nailed it. <laughs> On the way it. here, we were talking about how I was like, you know, we're gonna they're gonna bring up the top forty, right? And and he's like, yeah, I looked at it today. Like, I don't know anyone on there. Like, one of the number ones was Ariana Grande. Like I don't know anyone on there. I I literally I had to say that because I was like, why did you say that? Now I wish you said that in the podcast. Yeah, I'll own that one. Uh, I'll but own he it. just like grew up under a rock. But honestly, you know what? I'll admit I only knew like half of the names, if that. And like I'm, you know, I I I like a lot of music. I can appreciate a lot of different types of music. Mm. But yeah, I'm just not. I'm not up to. Um, I have never heard Post Malone until I had. You know, I, I looked it up today to mm. see and prepare a little bit. And, yeah, because I keep hearing his name. <coughs> and I do like Ariana Grande. She's got a good voice. 
She's got a really good voice. Mm. That's that's a fact. Um, number one though, Panic at Panic. the Disco. There's still I, a yeah, thing. Yeah, I talked about it. I talked about it last podcast. Yeah, there. I like that new song. I didn't. I high d- hopes. I didn't even know that they were still around. And Ellie Golding. Do you remember Ellie Golding? Yeah, I do. She know was like that a name. UK based. She like, was like a, in the dubstep. She was thing, a little right? bit in the dub, yeah. not the dub, but like well, electronic the, type of scene type yeah. thing. Real quick for a hot second. More like the W. That's yeah. my dad joke of the day. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but yeah, I saw that she's still okay. around. She was. She did a song with like Diplo or someone Probably. on there, and I was like, oh. Okay. I don't know. I stay away from that kind of yeah. music just because I don't. I don't like yeah. it. Um, that's fair, <laughs> that's and that's fair. what we like talking about. Um. So you have no, genuinely no idea what's popular in the world, and you just like what you like, which is nice. It must be really nice. Yeah. But do you find that you ever get stuck in like listening to the same stuff over and over again, Nick? Yeah, I do. Um, How do you force yourself to listen to new, to new music? Spotify. Go on the, the radio or, or hit a random thing, or, or you'll tell me something, or mm-hmm. I'll look up you know, a band that I know people talking about. Mm. You know, I did. I kind of did that. I discovered Earth, Wind, and Fire not too long ago. You wait. Discovered isn't. <laughs> no, all right. Discovered isn't super. The is not the, the right word. I guess. Like, Don't backtrack. You discovered. Rob just peed his pants. <laughs> I told. No, I had a. The I, fifth no, I, brand I knew aneurysm. them, but I, I I dug in. I dug in. I told That's what you. I should say. Rock. That's what I should say. Have you? I dug in. Hold on. So. We're gonna get to you. Uh, <laughs> we have to talk about this. This is an intervention. Uh. Dude, okay, go. Okay, here's your home. You have enough as, with work. I understand, but go to Netflix. I believe there is an Earth, Wind, and Fire concert, oh, yeah? or YouTube. YouTube has them too. Okay, um, they are amazing. Oh, dude, they I put know. on a killer show. I've been fucking up real bad. <laughs> At least you know they're awesome. Now we can move on. Now okay. we can move on. <laughs> now we can move on. Okay, I discovered Earth, Wind, and Fire. Fuck you. <laughs> I'll take that. Well, you know what? Okay. Well, that's what this podcast is all about, people. You want to listen in. Speaking of which, now this is a good time to mention it. Every song or album we mention in this uh, podcast will be a part of the Spotify playlist, which will be labeled as DCTO006 featuring uh, Solar Circuit. It'll be attached to Hambone Relay's uh, playlists. So if you want to look that up, all the singles will be on a playlist. You can just hit play and listen to all the music that we've been talking about. Will Celine Dion be on that playlist? Yes. Good. Thank you, Mark. Perfect. Good. It's been on at least three out of the six. Really? (laughs) This is Rob loves Celine Dion. Are you serious? You you mentioned it. You bring it up every time on purpose, right? Well, no, because there's a part of this next... Round that we talk about a certain thing, Celine Dion comes up because I'm like, well, this is my thing. Which we're here at the lightning round, ladies and gentlemen. We talk about the lightning round. Have you guys listened to the show before? I didn't get all the way to the lightning round. Okay, so the lightning round is I ask you uh, a certain thing, like uh, a first or a most favorite, etc. Okay. And you have to, as fast as possible, give okay. it to me. Okay. Because we don't have a lot of time. Okay. We'll start with Nick because we did back up first before. Mm-hmm. Um, you ready? Ready. First album you ever owned? Uh, offspring. What was what was the Offspring? Mm-hmm. What the, the? I'm not 100% sure. Here we have the magical internet. Don't want uh, a low self-esteem. That one. That, yeah. that, it's on that. What yeah. was, it was blue... 
I think Does it was have like a cartoon picture of a guy in a swing or a kid on a. Yeah, it mm. might. Does it have a pretty fly for a white guy on that album? It very or? well might. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, p- picked that up at a garage sale, dude. <laughs> I, I don't know how I remember that. It's my jam. Yeah, sure. right? back in the day, that's like my eighth. What was that? I was in. Got him old. It was. I was like a junior in high school. Americana. Americana. Yeah, that's it, that's it. That's it, bro. Yep. It's got a kid on a swing set with a. Yep. Hey Rob, we're listening to that in the next tour, dude. I You're quit. welcome. I do it. <laughs> First show you ever saw, Nick. First show, America. And How weird that that's connected. Okay. Yeah, right? That is I love weird. America. Yeah, man. I saw America at, uh, uh, what's that, that that venue in Jim Thorpe? Pete. Pence Peak. Awesome. Peak. Last show that you saw that you weren't a part of? Last show that I saw Disco Biscuits. New Year's. New Year's Eve. You were on the run? Yep. Which day? Uh, the last two, so 30th okay, My friends uh, were there at the 30th. Yeah. Oh, uh, Brendan was there at the 30th. Oh, really? That's what he was saying. Uh, favorite song to play? Favorite song to play? I like playing Porpoise. One of That's our your songs. Because you wrote the line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. Least favorite song to play? Uh, least favorite song to play? One of the new ones that we're working on right now, but I can't figure out the damn melody. What, strange algorithms? Yeah. We can't tag that one. That's not one. that one's not out yet. Yeah. Uh, favorite local artist that hasn't been heard of that you believe should be? Ooh, that's Ooh. a good one. Um, Speaking Hambone of relay. Mike, <laughs> ah, <laughs> little Here's butt kissing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but true. Who else though? Um, well, there's there's a bunch. Um, you know, if, if you take like Tweed, have they been heard of? I think they're Some they're solid. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, really enjoy. They're, they're still on yeah, the up, still pretty, so I think that counts. Yeah. Uh, favorite album of all time? Uh, uh, Wish You Were Here, for sure. Incense or no incense? Oh, incense. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, favorite artist of all time? Pink Floyd. Okay, right on. I'll, I'll Becca, from the top. Okay. First album you owned? Uh, Abbey Road. The Beatles. It's a good one. Did you have it in CD or vinyl? Or? CD on my Walkman. My dad's friend gave it to me because he had a bunch of CDs he was getting rid of. So I got Abbey Road. I got Wish You Were Here. And I also simultaneously had Bewitched. And if either of you know who that group is, then I'll be surprised. But it was like, like okay, I didn't think so. It was like a, a U, I think UK, like pop band that was like kind of trying to be Spice Girls at the time. And they were targeting like my exact age, which was like nine, you know? I was a Spice Girls fan. I Feel like I knew the name. Be Bewitched, yeah. Okay. They did. They were like a one-hit wonder for like a hot second. All right, first show you ever saw? The Monkees. That's my a dad. good one. <laughs> yeah, that's cute. How old? Yeah, are you? man. I was like five. I went to the bathroom like eight times. My dad was so annoyed, <laughs> but I still have the shirt that I got, and like it must have been huge on me when I was five because it like still comes down to like my knees. Your dad was like, "You're gonna wear this when you're older." Yep. <laughs> All right, last show you saw that you weren't a part of? The Biscuits. New okay. Year's. Uh, favorite song to play mm. or sing? That's tough. Uh, um, hmm. You know, maybe Abidus, one of our songs off of the EP. Mm-hmm. 
It's got like the NASA Apollo mission. Um, I was going to ask about that. Yeah. What, are you guys fascinated with space? Yes. Is that a thing? Definitely. Space is just so mysterious. So are you not fascinated big. with it? It's so big. It's so I, big. I'm good with right here. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to go there. I'm overwhelmed no. now. Like, I don't want to know. I don't want to go there, but it's very intriguing. Okay. Least favorite song to play? Mm. That's tough. It can be a cover tune that you're forced to sing for somebody or... You know, maybe maybe The Eye, which only because it's That's just yours? a lot... Yes, a song by us. Um, and not that I don't like the song at all because I like the song, but I just like... There's a lot of me vocals. Mm. And I like singing, but I just... I like playing more. Mm. <laughs> That's not often heard. Yeah. <laughs> One of the singers like, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, favorite local favorite local artist has, that hasn't been heard of. Mm. Mm, tweed. Oh, give me a Tra- new one. Trap Rabbit. They're really okay. good. I know. I saw they were here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they're great. Yeah. Um, mm, that's good enough, right? Yeah. That's one. Guilty pleasure artist or album. <laughs> I have to do that one for Ooh. you. I missed. I missed one. Mm. Well. Uh, I mean, Celine, I don't even consider uh, like a guilty pleasure because I'm I don't feel ashamed. She's got an amazing voice. So if I like I'm talking about real ashamed, I have a secret playlist on Spotify <laughs> that like he doesn't even know about. And it's just everything that like I'm ashamed to love, like like some Selena Gomez songs are on there and like a couple Ariana Grande songs are on Who's there. Who's this Selena Gomez? Selena, <laughs> what? Like just songs that like... I know that one. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just songs that are like, you know, this song exists and I can't deny that it's tapping my foot right now. So... You gotta take it for yeah. sure. Uh, favorite album of all time? <clears throat> You stole mine. You know, wish, hey uh, wish you were here or animals. No animals Pink Floyd, solid second. Yeah. Our favorite artist of all time. Like classic, I guess I would have to go with Pink Floyd, but yeah, I guess if I had to just pick one, it would it would be Pink Floyd, which sucks. Kind of stole my it started everything. That's like we like when we were becoming friends, we were like. Bonding yeah. on Pink Floyd. That's yeah. why we got the Started same answer everything. there. But they are the OGs. Here, we'll come back. Uh, Nick, Guilty Pleasure Artist or Album. <laughs> so we were in the car the other day, and you put on a Miley Cyrus song. He loved it. I was it. getting down. He loved it. It was, was good. Was it Rock Party in the USA? No, no, no it's it was a one new that one. I hadn't heard of before. Oh, was it the one with uh, uh, Mark Ronson? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned that in the podcast the other yeah, day. Dude, that one's awesome. It. Mm-hmm. It's actually really good. It's a very good song. Yeah. Awesome. Where can people find you on the internet? Um, so all of the live album, the soundboards that we put out, that we talked about, those are on Bandcamp mm-hmm. and SoundCloud, and they're free, free for download, and they're you know multi-track soundboard recordings. Take them. Take them. Take them, please. All right. What's your website? Uh, SolarCircuitMusic.com. Awesome. And you got the, the Facebooks, the Instagrams. Yep. Facebook, and- Instagram, SoundCloud, Bandcamp. Band, band clip. Band, band clamp. clamp. It's a new version. Oh, I heard of band, band clip. Oh, oh boy. No, that's even worse. That's <laughs> whoa. It whoa. wasn't bad. <laughs> oh lord. Okay, <laughs> that's the end of this podcast. No more episodes. We're done here. <laughs> Shut it down. Shut it down. I did. <laughs>
the FDA is coming after us. I don't even know why the FDA is coming the after us. The Food and Drug Administration <laughs> yeah, is coming after us. That was so foul. We <laughs> like, come yeah. We're going to step in now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> FEMA's knocking on the door. That was just foul. Okay. <laughs> what? Where's your next show that people can see you? Um, Philly on February 16th will be back at the Music Ward, which is a, a cool spot. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be back with Flux Capacitor and ELM. Beautiful, man. So it's a nice stacked bill. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for coming in. I really appreciate it. Thank, thank you. Thank you for having us. We're happy to be a great hanging time. out. And what time is it? It is midnight, so it's time to end this, mother. See you guys next time. Thank you again, uh, Solar Circuit, for being here. And uh, peace. so much for listening to dude check this out once again if you want to learn more about hambone relay please go to our website hambonerelay.com or go to itunes to check out our records or spotify which is where these playlists will be located for these episodes and don't listen to the haters man there's plenty of good music out there you just have to keep looking see y'all later